Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one. We crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood, and I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Hello! Just Adam today. This week, Halloween Horror Fest 2018 continues, much to Adam's dismay, with 2009's The Unborn. Now, I picked this movie because I wanted something I could stream on Netflix or, okay. or HBO or, or Hulu or something, right? Right. But there's another main reason why I picked this and next week's movie. Okay. When we do the spoilies, yeah. we don't have a lot of female like leads. Right. We don't have a lot of female oh, roles. Oh, true. So I'm trying to throw more uh, okay, good. female roles into the, uh, into the pot. I like it. There you go. Because instead of us having to pick like... Uh, of those two movies, who's the best lead out of those two? Right. So I'm trying to get more female-driven like movies out Smart. there. Smart. Yeah. This movie was directed by... Are you ready for this? Well, although, speaking of spoilers, do we yeah. have a frontrunner now in the... We have two spoiled. We have two frontrunners. Was oh, that right? Uh-huh. Okay. We have... Uh, oh, no. That's for next week's movie. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got ahead of myself. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> this movie was directed by David S. Goyer. Have you ever heard of that name, Adam? No. This was the, I believe, the first movie he ever directed, or his second. He, this man has had a very interesting career. He's primarily a screenwriter. So I'm going to read to you the uh, movies that he's written that he um, is famous for. So the guy who directed this movie, The Unborn, I want you to tell me what your thoughts are on these movies. Okay. He, he wrote... The fir- he wrote the Blade trilogy. Blade 1, oh. Blade 2, and then the Ron Reynolds one. Okay. I enjoy the Blades. I enjoy them, too. He wrote the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, love the Dark Knight. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. He wrote Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance oh, with, with Nick Cage. Okay. Is that the first one or the second one? Second one. Okay. Well, what the, that that <laughs> that counts like more against him than he wrote the first one. Because that means he saw the first one and was like, I need to help on board with this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If that's your attitude, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, he also wrote... Uh, Man of Steel. Okay. Henry Cavill movie. That one was okay. That's that was fine. That's got shot in the eyeball with the bullet? No, that was Superman Returns. Oh. Man of Steel was the newest one with oh, Henry Cavill. Yes, with Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he also wrote Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I, that, so I think that was just... I feel like that was a lot of pressure from the studios, maybe, uh-huh. or something. They're like, all right... I'm not holding that against him as much as I'm Ghost Rider. Figure it out. Right. Right? <laughs> Ghost Rider is still the most egregious out of yes. all this. For sure. By far. But, dude, Blade trilogy, yeah. Dark Knight trilogy. Those, those that, that right there. Yeah. It's, you're, it doesn't matter what you do after Put that. those two together. I'll forgive Ghost Rider. Uh-huh. Uh, then we just talk about the uh, Supermans. Uh-huh. And then he did this. Right. This oh. movie... <laughs> This movie stars Odette Anna, Anna, Annabelle, but that's her new name. At the time... She was Odette. I can't pronounce the last name. Yustman. Yustman. Yeah, something like that. I thought she was. Me- I, she looks like Megan Fox. And both movies okay. star Megan Fox this, this week was, and next week. This girl was actually in House. That's how I know her from. Okay. She was one of the uh, one of the not the orderlies. One of the team. One of House's team for a while. Mm. She was also the lead female in uh, Cloverfield. Oh, she's the one that they're trying to rescue in that building. That's that the monster toppled oh, okay, to its side. Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, also in the movie is Gary Oldman. 
Mm-hmm. Idris Elba, Megan Good, and Carla Gugino. Do you remember who? Do you know who Carla Gugino is? She was the mom. She's only in like those flashback scenes. But do you know what movie? She's familiar. Oh, she um, uh, Conjuring. Uh, no, she's, uh, she looks, she looks like the, she's in Sin City. She's the one who got her hand chopped off. She's oh! like, they, they ate my hand in yes. front of me. Yes. Yeah. She's like the prosecutor or a lawyer for Marv or Marv's, uh, yeah. Uh, parole officer. Parole officer. That's what it was. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's amazing. Let me, let me hit you with a brief synopsis and we'll go from there. Also Watchmen. Oh yeah. She's the... Um, the mom of the uh, Silk Spectre. She's the yeah, the Silk Spectre's mom. Because I think her daughter oh, also plays, takes up the ta- yeah. mantle. Of she Silk plays Spectre. both roles. Yeah, Sally Jupiter. She was in uh, Son-in-Law. She was a love interest in Son-in-Law with but hey buddy, <laughs> Polly Shore. That was the first thing I ever saw her in. Yeah, okay, Son-in-Law. Uh, let me do a brief <laughs> synopsis. We'll go from there. A young woman fights the spirit that is slowly taking possession of her. That's as vague as you can go. <laughs> Uh, I ask this every week, Adam. Have you ever seen this before? No. I never saw it either. I've never heard of it. I always before. wanted to. I always saw it uh, on the Blockbuster lots, the DVD lots. Okay. The buy five for 20 or whatever. Right. This was always in them. Okay. And I was always like, well, it's only four bucks. Uh, should I? I don't know. And then I just never wound up watching it. Look, looking at this, when, when I was looking up the uh, the movie, I saw it on uh, on Netflix, uh-huh. uh, uh, and I was looking through it, and I said, I, I saw Gary Oldman's name, I saw Giselle, I was like, oh, what? Woo-wee! We're in for a treat. Uh, no. <laughs> then, like, together, they have maybe five minutes of screen time uh-huh. combined, both of them. So, the, <laughs> so the, the scene where they first introduced Idris Elba, where he's, like, the coach of the basketball team? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't... Wait, when did the wire... Oh, yeah, so the wire was already out. Okay. So I think the wire was over at this point. So he was known as Stringer Bell, but not everybody knew the wire back then. Right. It only became popular down the road. Right. So when they first showed him as like a basketball coach, he's like clapping. He's like, good job, boys. Good job. In my mind, I'm like, is that the only time we're going to see him? Because <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does he what, – what, like, what is he going to do in this movie? Yes. And then he's introduced – oh, he's a he's – a, um, he's not a Catholic priest. He's a uh, went to the Protestant seminary. priest yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. The, the the more like Christiany type of stuff, but not not like Christian Christian, but not not Catholic. You know it's you know it's the, Sarah the, the anti Catholic uh, Christian religion. You know what Sarah's parents call um, people who are not Catholic who are Christian. What's that? Hallelujah, people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they definitely uh, show a lot more emotion. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, it's more of a show. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think a, a lot of that is more for other people. I think than for the cells. The whole, uh, I'm going to heal you, brother. And they touch your forehead and they, uh, they pass out from the, yeah. What's going on there, Adam? You're a smart guy. What's, well, are they so, is it like a placebo effect? Like they're so into it that they think that when they do that, it's, ah, oh, my I, body. I can actually tell you from uh, experience. This, okay. this has uh, happened to me on two occasions. Okay. Uh, with the, with the laying of hands and then the falling back. Uh, one time I fell back. Uh, what I like to call legitimately, uh-huh. where it was, just, it was just it was overwhelming. Okay, it, it's 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 a very emotional state that you're in. Mm-hmm. That it just you feel so many things happening, and then he, he, he kind of gives you a little light tap, and it's kind of like he, he can knock you more with a feather at that point. Okay, just because you're just so in the moment, and your emotions are going every which direction, and it's just like and boom. Um, second time that happened to me. I remember laying back down like, mm, I wasn't ready for that yet. I could have stood it for another couple of seconds. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> and, and then 
thinking about me having that thought while I was down there, like, wait, what? That's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> like, I, I could have, I could have held on for a little longer. It was like, that's not. I feel like that's not. I was, I was in the right mind, right mind state for uh-huh. it. Uh, a, a lot of it, I think, is show. Uh, but there is a huge, huge emotional thing that is happening in that moment. Uh, the whole speaking in tongues thing. I don't know that. I still, <laughs> I never really grasped. I, I, I did it because. This is basically instructional. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're basically beatboxing, uh, is what you're doing. Uh, just like, just go with it. Whatever comes out, comes out. Uh, and, and they give you instructions like, first start trying to say these things and then let, let it take over. Let the spirit wash over you and, and, and whatnot. I don't, I don't, I don't get that one. Mm-hmm. The, the whole, the whole falling down thing, I understand it, but that's, that's emotionally driven. I, I don't think that's, well, I don't know. Who's to say? Maybe it is a spirit coming through you, but for, for me it was a, it was just overwhelming emotions from every which direction. Uh, what that was a long, long time ago in your bubble, right? In my yeah, back in the bubble days. So uh, Idris Elba was supposed to be a priest like that. I'm guessing, right? <laughs> uh, one thing I like about the movie, Adam, right off the bat, they're not fucking around. Yeah. Like <laughs> the opening scene. Oh, we're actually, in, we're, I forgot. We're I introducing notes. we're introducing the ghost here. Yeah, you know, right off the bat, it's. Uh, I, was, I was trying to think of a word, uh, a phrase for this. This is basically this is a this is a Gonzo horror movie. <laughs> uh, to, to use to use like a porn term, where there's just like there's no there's no foreplay. There's, there's no, no there's no the pizza, hey, pizza delivery. Yeah. <laughs> there's no pizza guy. It's just here it is. You under horror. Right in your face, right, right, at the, right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. there, there's no backstory. There's no like we're gonna warm you up and give you something to kind of uh-huh. start getting invested in. It's boom. Here's horror. Right, right away. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. You do okay. I, I, I think I, I need, I need the foreplay. I need, okay. I need a little bit of foreplay of the uh-huh. building it up into this is happening. And uh, I don't. Know, I felt like I was coming in midway through a horror movie and like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> okay. Give me some exposition. I, I need to catch up. Where, what, what's okay. happening here? Um, uh, Gary Oldman comes in. What would you say? Halfway, more than halfway more. through the movie. Yeah, I'll say like sixty to seventy percent through the movie. So, what's going through your mind, Adam? As as the movie's playing, are you like, uh, is Gary Oldman coming soon? Is he? Uh... I forgot to expect him. Okay, I, I remember thinking he was going to be here, and but then over time, it was like. Was this I, like I forgot? Was this like the Halloween three situation? We were like, okay, Michael Myers is gonna show up at some point. Yeah. Well, that one I was more actively waiting for it to happen. <laughs> okay. This one was like, ooh, okay, Owen's coming, and then the story's happening, and I get so confused, and I, I get distracted by the rest of the movie that I forget he's coming, and then when he pops, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, Gary Oldman. All right. And then once that popped in, like, wait, then where's Elba? What the hell? We're almost done here. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> This I actually I, I took notes for this oh, movie. Go ahead, feel free. Uh, so I can remember certain things. You haven't to taken talk notes about. in a long it's time. It's been a while. It's the uh, it's, it's the new format where we're all over the place. Uh-huh. Uh When it was linear, I, I, I it'll keep me in, in yeah. track. Uh, but this, there's certain well, things. I was like, what the? Well, with the new format, Adam, you yeah can talk about whatever you I want. I know, I know. Uh, let's see. It starts it start this starts with a scary dream, right? That was the whole thing. So mm-hmm. right right away, he gets into it. Uh, another thing was um, they're, they're very like they're not trying to hide the fact they're using sex appeal. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's th- right. This uh, what is it? Odette, Odette mm-hmm. Annabelle. She, there's like there's she's sleeping naked in in one scene, then she's showering. It's like these scenes don't need to be she's there. She's like in her panties, right? In the it's, mirror, but it's just like a ooh, hey guys, check this out. Ooh, uh-huh. We got a sexy chick. 
Is, 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 what, 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 why, why? Why that in horror movies? Well, horror movies historically have been aimed towards young people. Right. Specifically men. There are some girls out there who like horror movies. There was a girl I used to work with at Best Buy when I was like 22. She um, was really into horror movies. And I'm still friends with her. I still talk about movies with her sometimes online. And she's like hardcore into horror movies. Like oh, yeah. she like when I first started working in her department, she was like, uh, oh, did are you gonna watch whatever the horror movie was in theaters at the time? Oh, are you gonna go watch um whatever? I go, Oh yeah, I, I like horror movies. She goes, Me too. And then she's telling me about her favorite franchise is Halloween. Okay. So she's telling me about the Halloween franchise and blah 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 blah. And now she, her boyfriend is an actor who was in Halloween part four. Oh, or Halloween part okay. five. He was like a little boy in the movie, and now he's like our age. And that happened naturally, or she was like, uh, no, just check this guy down. No, it just happened. <laughs> no, it just happened. I mean, she's a real big fan. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the, the, the whole, the whole sex appeal is because young people primarily watch it, specifically men. Okay. But, but, but it, to me as a viewer, it was like obvious, like, come on. <laughs> I uh-huh. see what you're doing there. I mean, I appreciate it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't not appreciate it. Yeah, she's like a she's like a hot ver- version of Megan Fox. Yeah, she's she's a more Megan Fox is more exotic and yes. s- seemingly more unattainable. This one's more like in the realm of possibilities. <laughs> yeah, like if they were standing next to each other, I'd approach Odette before I approach uh, oh, Megan yeah, Fox. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it, but it's it's also like more of a I don't know. I feel like Megan Fox is kind of like a, this is going to, if this happens, great. And it'll be like the only time that's it. It's going to be like, maybe I'd like to keep, see where this goes <laughs> without that. I don't know. Is that a weird? That's a, eh. Real quick, <laughs> before we continue, jo, uh, um, Jay Moore. Yeah. On his podcast, he was telling a story about he met Megan Fox before she did Transformers, before she became like really famous. Okay. Because he was doing a pilot with, I don't know if you know that she's married to Brian Austin Green, who was on 90210. Who is? Megan Fox? Yeah, she's married to uh, that guy. Super attractive dude? Like, he's the model, good-looking guy? Nah, if you look him up, he'll just be like, ah, oh, he's oh. fine. I thought all the 90210 guys were, like, super subtly. Nah, he, <laughs> he he was fine. His name's Brian Austin Green. So they're doing a pilot, and I don't know if you know this, but um, Megan Fox has a Marilyn Monroe tattoo on her arm. Oh. And do you, do you know who Marilyn Monroe was married to? She was, uh, she was married to Joe DiMaggio, the New York Yankee. Uh, JFK? No, no, no. <laughs> she married Joe DiMaggio, the um, uh, outfielder for the New yeah. York Yankees. Um, so he saw this really pretty girl, Megan Fox. Again, no one knew who she was. And he saw the tattoo on her arm. And uh, he went up to her and he said, uh, oh, my God, you have a Maryland tattoo? I have a Joe DiMaggio tattoo on my arm in the same position. And she said, right? "And she said, who's Joe DiMaggio? Oh. And then in his podcast, Jay Moore was like, kind of lost the uh, the sexiness appeal right there to me. Hold on a second. Brian Austin Green's, he, he's, uh, yeah, pretty damn studly, I think. Some, uh, some, of, some of these pictures are not so good. Yeah. Oh, oh there, there we go. Are, yeah. That's that's a good looking couple. Yeah. All right, I'm not mad at that. Fourth, ch- holy shit, she's a mom. What? <laughs> what? Whatever happened to her, dude? Well, she got fired from the Transformer movies. Actually, currently, right now. Uh, oh, she's April O'Neil. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's in those Ninja Turtle remakes. She's also in the TV series New Girl. Yes. 
She's the roommate. She's the roommate. She's oh, uh, yeah, Reagan. That's right. Right. Yeah. I completely forgot. What's what's kind of cool about that is because uh, New Girl is another big thing that's in the, in the in the household. Yeah. Uh, Annie has turned a corner on Megan Fox because of New Girl. She's she's the oh. hater with a passion. Uh-huh. Seeing her on New Girl and like this different side of her or mm-hmm. different role she's playing, it's it's more of like a okay. It's she's still Megan Fox. She is absolutely still <laughs> Megan Fox. I love that we're talking about Megan Fox <laughs> instead of oh, the yeah. actress <laughs> who who's not her. She just happens to look kind of right, like her. That's right. That's next week's. <laughs> so, okay. That's a hint, by the way. So yeah. Next week, it's going to be a horror movie with Megan Fox. If you're smart, there's only like there one. one? There's, I think there's only okay. one. That's fine. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Adam, you don't get any foreplay. It's just a, it's just a fucking dream with a dog and a mat. What, what, what's going through your mind when you're seeing that? You're like, what's happening? I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't like when movies do this thing where it's the, the camera cuts and, 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 and things like, all right. So if you first look at the kid, there's a kid standing there. Uh huh. Camera cuts to her. Then it cuts back to where the kid was. And now it's a dog. So I'm always curious. What does she see? <laughs> does she see it become a, does she, a yeah, dog? Does the kid just bend over and become a dog? Or does she blink? And then when she opens her eyes, now it's a dog. Uh, it could be that. I don't, I don't, cause I mean, I, I, I like to think of it from their point of view. Yeah. From their point of view, they didn't look in a mirror real quick and then look back and like, ah, you've changed. <laughs> it, just, it just, it changed. So what, or at least show her face reacting to whatever the hell the transition is. Yeah. I hate when movies do that. It, bo- it bothers me. It feels lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay. We can't, we can't afford the budget to make this human kid turn into a dog with a mask on. So we'll do a quick cut. Were they they were able to afford a, an old man turn his head like yeah. that? <laughs> and then the the, the bull, there was a bulldog. Was it? There was a dog. Yeah. That the effects on the dog actually look better than the old man. No, I, I guess I, I disagree. I guess it's easier to turn a, a dog head upside down than a human. No, head. It looked it looked weird. The dog head looked weird. Like like it was a, one of those bad photoshops to me. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the man I at least knew with CGI. Like okay, they're trying with with a dog. I feel like they just. Like cut and pasted an upside down head on it. It just it seemed uh. very weird to me. <laughs> you know what? You know what really annoyed me about this movie. So the whole conceit of the story is she knows she's being stalked by some ghost kid, right? But she's still traveling everywhere by foot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this chick is still exercising in the woods. She's still on foot, walking everywhere. Yeah, she's having bad dreams that happen to her while she's out running, and she mm-hmm. continues to keep running. It's fine. The the whole premise of this movie, the the, the twins, there's a spirit on the in in the upside down, basically. Oh, dude, the the Nazi thing that that came out of left field. I know <laughs> the whole concentration. So, um, there's this. <laughs> The, the Nazis were experiment, experimenting on twins because which was true. They actually did that. That was Doctor Mengele. Okay, he's a real. So not- they're they're injecting them in the eyeballs and trying to maybe suck out the blueness of the eyes because the, the big thing they were fascinated about with twins apparently I guess was the was the eye color. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were twins, but one had a different eye color than the other one. They're like, ooh, maybe we can uh, pull out the eye color and uh-huh. use that to make blue eyes for everybody because the blue eyes are great and. Uh, Supreme race, or what is it? That'll help us beat the Americans. Right, yeah. If, <laughs> if we all have blonde eyes, or blonde, blonde, blonde eyes. hair, blue, blonde eye. hair, blue eyes, then we're, we can't lose. <laughs> that's right. But the, the, it just got like sandwiched in, like like quick. Like, where's yeah. it, That's where this demon comes from. 
The entire movie, the demon comes from a Nazi experiment. Yes. Which comes completely out of left field. Yeah. This this chick, because they, 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 they go to an old folks' home, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't even remember why. They, they're trying to track down her mom's friend. Or? Yeah, her mom's friend, because her mom committed suicide. Right. And uh, this lady, her friend, quote unquote, has some of her things, or she knew her. I forgot how she uh, obtained this information. But she goes to see this old lady, and she's like, oh, are you a twin? No. Well, I can sense it. Oh, no. She, I think at that point she goes, yeah, I was a twin. But then right. I choked out my brother in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> she, through the whole movie, she like feels bad that it I almost get this sense of like, oh, no, I killed my brother. I'm like, you don't know he exists at that moment. Yeah. Her whole thing, she was, she was, she was pissed off at her dad for not telling her that he had a twin that, that died while before being born. Uh-huh. Like, that's not something – it just comes up in conversation. Yeah. Uh, and it, maybe that's why the mom killed herself because the kid died. What I got from the movie was, I guess, the, the demon. Uh, the way the demon crosses over from the upside down or wherever these demons are from, the other side of the mirror, uh, to get into our world is through a twin because that's easier somehow. Because a twin is basically a mirror reflection. A mirror, uh, yeah, a mirror of another person. So he goes in and takes over the twin. Uh and in the taking over process, the kid tangles himself in his own cord and dies. Or she killed him in the womb. <laughs> for what? For what? Why? That's actually not even her brother. That's her uncle. That's her great uncle. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's her grandma's brother. Yeah. So this old lady, they go, and then she's like, oh, I remember back in the war, me and my brother were, were experimented on by Joseph Mengele. They don't straight out say it, but you know who it is. It's Joseph Mengele. Right. And then, uh, you well, f- first of all, this chick freaks out. She goes like, oh, get out of here. You have to leave. Bye. Oh, she showed a picture of her daughter. Right. So, so they get kicked out. They run away. And then she calls her later. Uh, I don't remember any point in this exchange. Here's my phone number. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, if you change your mind, give me a call, like an, like an FBI tactic. But she calls her, and, and she's not like, how'd you get my number? She's just like, oh, it's you. Yeah. Like, I was uh-huh. expecting a call because of the crazy twin intuition or some craziness. Mm-hmm. So then that's when we get the story of, uh, yeah, it was this, uh, my brother died in, uh, well, he, he, died. Was, he was He was different. Yeah. She knew that he was different, so she killed him herself. Right. So he wants to come back into this world, and when uh, Carly Gugino had this Megan Fox-looking chick and her twin brother, he entered through the twin brother, but then he died in the womb. So now he wants to be born again. By the way, there's there's a gestation period, I guess, with ghosts traveling from world to world. Uh-huh. Uh, because the kid, what the Nazi thing that was... In the 40s? Yeah. So a long time ago. So it took... <laughs> he waited 60 years. 60, yeah. 60 years to try again. <laughs> Because uh, no twins have been born since then. Except no, I think it has to be in their bloodline. Okay, fine. I, I think in their bloodline. Fantastic. So now he's got another chance to come in, uh, and he screws that up because uh, either he chokes himself out or <laughs> crazy sister chokes him out, uh-huh. dies in the womb. Now he's got to wait again, more gestation period time. Mm-hmm. For, but so now he's not trying to attach to a baby anymore. He's just okay. So, okay. So here's. A little bit of trickery with the, with the timeline here. So we we find out at the very end that she's pregnant, and you find out, oh, you're having twins. Oh no! I'll, I that, have things to say about that, but I'll wait till you're done. So the I think we're led to believe 
she doesn't start experiencing all this weird shit really until after her and her boyfriend had se- I'm guessing that scene where they had sex is where she got conceived. So I think the Nazi baby knows that oh she's pregnant. There we go. Except for the fact <laughs> yes. that that happened after she went to the she, doctor. And she already had that crazy dream. Yes, she already had the dream. In the of opening the thing. scene, yeah. Yeah, the opening scene was the, the whole jumbly thing. Mm-hmm. And then she sees the kid. Uh, is it, the reason they have sex is because he gets a, he gets a Woody uh, look, checking her out with her glasses on from the <laughs> test of the eye that's got all fucked up now <laughs> because she was babysitting earlier with the, and got hit in the face with the mirror. Yeah. So, so the Nazi possessed that little kid to look. That wasn't a twin, though. I know. So if you can just possess anybody, then why not just stay with that kid? It's not in the bloodline. It's a neighbor. <laughs> so what, what are the rules for this for this being to cross over? And what? I think the rules How? are uh, convenient convenience of the story progression. Yeah. That flashback scene at the end pissed pissed me off because uh-huh. I knew like no no that sex happened later yes. it happened after yes. the fact of all the other yeah. things it can't be like oh I knew you were pregnant I knew she was gonna be pregnant already when we saw the when she was hovering above her own body and the kid was like, oh touching her stomach like uh-huh. all right now she's she's pregnant now yeah but I didn't think that oh that was the catalyst how could that be the catalyst it happened after the fact when he's a uh, when they're in the concentration camp Adam the sister uh, kills him. Right. If he's a demon kid at that point, why would he let his, a human girl take him out? Is he at that point is he still following the rules of humans? Like he doesn't have any special powers? Maybe How well, does a 9-year-old girl kill a demon kid? This is his first time being a demon. <laughs> he was just born by this uh, Auschwitz doctor, so he's just kind of like what's happening? Oh shit, am I am I human or a demon? Hey, is that that? She's looking at me like she knows me. Maybe that's a friend of mine. Oh no, I'm dead. Oh no, I'm dead. <laughs> now I gotta wait sixty years to come back. That's why. I took, that's why it took so long. Sixty years of studying how to be a demon. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the uh, the dummy's guide for demons. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Let me look up this website. It's called Wikipedia. Oh no, that's wrong. Who the hell out lets people write in this thing? Right. Christ, I remember when I used to work with Jester. At, uh, together, yeah, and he had to write a paper for school. He had to write some history paper, and he said, "I'm gonna look it up on Wikipedia." And the first sentence, he's like, "Nope, that's wrong." Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, because Wikipedia, you can write anything you want. Absolutely, you can write anything you want. I have a screenshot of a Wikipedia page for uh, Wario. Uh, I went whitewater rafting with some friends uh, for my birthday. I don't know, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just met a bunch of these people. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew one person out of twenty five that went on this rafting to, uh, trip, camping mm-hmm. thing. And uh, my name at first was was Mario uh, for Mario Lopez. Uh, then it became because I'm Hispanic. Okay, and uh, had a, had a mustache or I don't know whatever. Yeah, and uh, they, they forgot my name was Adam. They became Mario. Uh, for Mario Lopez, and then it became Mario from Mario Brothers, and then it became Wario because this is the jump. It just it kind of became a running joke throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And by the end of the trip, we were all so close and great and everything. Somebody hopped on Wikipedia and changed Wario's page to say it was a member of Team Birthday from Whitewater Rafting. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a screenshot of that. Like somebody, somebody just changed it. I'm sure it's gone now. There's no way it's still there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Wikipedia. How they don't verify sources. How. 
They do I, now, I'm sure. I, yeah, I'm assuming that that's not there anymore. Yeah. But how do I say it? Okay, so Reddit. Are you familiar with Reddit? Yes. So whatever the subreddit is, horror, for example. Right. Horror subreddit. The subreddit has rules. You can only talk about this. You can't do this. Only talk about this. Right? Right. Wikipedia has an entry for every single thing in the planet. What moderators, like, how are they controlling this shit? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I think a lot of it's volunteer based. Okay. Uh, but they also ask me for money every Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, hey, can you chip in so we can moderate this shit? <laughs> Do you ever give money to Wikipedia? <laughs> well, Colbert did a whole thing where he had people, like, change up. Uh, he changed facts. Uh, back in the Colbert Report, uh-huh. he, made, he made it so that elephants were no longer endangered or something like that, mm. crazy in Africa. He, he made one comment. The next day, Wikipedia was like almost shut down because oh wow, the whole the Colbert Nation came in, <laughs> in force. I never watched a Colbert Report. Was he supposed to be like a right wing conservative? Like, was his character a right wing like conservative he, guy? He was he was playing Bill O'Reilly. Okay, that that that's that's who he was. Okay, uh, and he called him Papa Bear even because that, that was his inspiration for who he was was Bill O'Reilly. So, and in fact, Bill O'Reilly was, even came on the show one time. And was like, I feel like you owe me something for this. This is, I feel like this is plagiarism. <laughs> but, but back in those days, before he became Stephen Colbert, uh-huh. uh, which is his real name apparently, uh, when he was Colbert, he, there's some behind the scenes footage where he was talking to a John Kerry, and uh, where he broke down because up until that point he was always Colbert, and nobody knew him as anything other than that. Uh, where he was breaking the character, like, uh, so you know the whole show we do, right? He's talking to talking to John oh. Kerry, like, so I'm gonna say some things, just uh, make sure we're all good. And he's like, okay, it's fine, okay. And then he also gave a speech at a college where he was talking about Stephen Colbert, the character, and mm-hmm. it was very like, wow, this is, I'm getting chills. It was it was great. It was a great thing because it, you saw him acknowledging, like, yeah, no, that's fake. Uh, but up to this point, everyone's like, no, that he's just he's crazy. He's a weird guy. But no, it was definitely definitely a character, which was Bill O'Reilly. There's a there's a doc real quick. Uh, there's a documentary on Hulu about the Dana Carvey show. It was a sketch comedy show in the 90s, yes. and um, a lot of greats came from that. The, the that that has the greatest writers room right. ever yes. assembled. It's Dana Carvey, Stephen Colbert, Louis C.K. Louis Louis C.K. Um, Schindler, Michael Scott, Chandler, Sh- Shandling. No, Gary Shandling wasn't in there. Um, what's his name? Steve Carell was in the writers room. Okay. Starburns from Community was in the writer's mm-hmm. room and um, Triumph, the insult comic dog. Yeah, Robert Schmeigel. Yeah, Robert Schmeigel. That yeah. was the writer's room. Dude. Right. Can you imagine what that room Christ. sounded like? And then he goes and does Master of Disguise. <laughs> We're having all your writer friends, man. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so anyway, so in, in this... Uh, in the, <laughs> We haven't even touched Oldman's I know. Part. That's, that's, that's my next note. <laughs> my next note is, what is Charles and Gordon doing here? <laughs> Charles from The Office. Uh, that's that's Elva. And uh, Commissioner Gordon from The Batmans. Uh, what What are they doing in this movie? They're, they're, they're barely there. Uh-huh. So, like, the characters don't mean anything. Do, do you so, think- why take those roles? <laughs> yeah. Is the paycheck or is the times bad? Were times bad in this time? It was this during the writer's strike, maybe, or something? <laughs> when was this? I don't know. There's, there's no reason for them to be in this movie. You could have made the movie without him. Yeah. You could have just had anybody play a priest. Yes. It didn't matter. You could have had Giamatti be the priest. Like, yes! It does, you don't need someone who's like Oldman for that role. No. That's bringing too much serious, seriousness and gravitas to a movie that has none. Yeah. This is, like, this is a gonzo film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a gonzo horror movie. We don't, we don't need top talent. 
You don't. You don't need to get uh, Peter North or uh, the Hedgehog, Ron Jeremy, in <laughs> mm-hmm. for a movie that's just like, <laughs> oh, we're going for we're going for a gold here. Yeah. No, it's just who cares? Who cares? Uh huh. You don't. You don't need. You don't need the big swingers. <laughs> what'd you think what'd you think of the uh of the whole the whole head turning upside down uh that was interesting i i, I didn't dislike that so i guess in jewish uh so like in christian you know uh what would it be not mythology but in the christian belief yeah demons faith are, faith demons are usually like uh like hooved or like I, it was interesting when she looked at the book, mm. uh, the Jew, the whole Jew, Jewish take on on exorcism. The demon has the upside down face. Right. I've never seen that before. I'm curious if that's specific to the Jews. Mm, I don't know, because in, in 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 my in my Christian faith, mm-hmm. uh, as I grew up, demons were never like had a physical form. Mm-hmm. Like they they work through people. They, mm. they, I, I never. Saw a, a horned guy walking around with a pitchfork, yeah, or uh, crazy things coming to life. It, it was more like the devil worked through somebody. Mm. He wasn't there haunting your dreams. It was, it was, he was interacting through people uh, instead of, I don't know, more like um, the devil in End of Days. Ah, <laughs> like yeah, he, he was just he was that he body guy. hops, yeah, like he, right, or or the yeah, the Denzel movie, uh, Fallen, Fallen, yeah, that's a great movie. That's, oh, Woo. that's a good one. Yeah, where th- th- that's basically how the devil works. Okay, in in, in 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 based on my understanding of the faith, the devil he just moves around from person to person. Okay, now he can't turn a regular person to be crazy. He can't make your head just. Yeah, but he can't be like this guy's like "Hally diddly neighbor," and then I was like, "I'm gonna kill you. You're bad." Yeah. That, that's not how the devil works. It just he he, he he hops upon people that are, I guess, more open to it. I guess so. Bad people are, are better. Devil works through them easier. Mm. Now I'm saying that a lot. It feels like no, those are just assholes. It's not the devil. <laughs> They've just always been assholes. So that we say it's the devil working through them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah, they, uh, watching this movie, I'm like, where the hell's Gary Oldman? Yeah, it's the only reason I picked this movie because <laughs> it had these two in it for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I was excited in, until I saw what they were doing. <laughs> so basically, uh, she finds out about this whole occult thing, and uh, like, all right, we got to do this exorcism because this book, which the 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 chick told me to go look for. Uh, mm-hmm. Who then got murdered in the old folks home by the upside down old man? Uh, <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> and so now she finds this guy to like, hey, I found this book. I don't know what it is, but do you know what this is? Like, oh, yeah, I'll translate it. Give me, give me some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does it. Uh, doesn't I, I don't believe you, but then I guess I'll give you some chance anyway. Let me go get Stringer Bell. Uh, we're gonna need we're gonna need a, 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 a we're gonna need a squad of people if uh-huh. we're gonna do this for real. So they get uh, was it ten people? Because mm-hmm. uh, ten is uh, there's ten commandments. There's ten, ten something else. Ten fingers. <laughs> they said, I forgot. They said ten fingers. I know, but there was a, there was a third ten of like that represents goodness or something. I don't know. Ten oh ten characteristics of God. Yes, there. You That's go. what it was. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. This, this is a thing that bothered me. It also bothered Annie as we were watching this. Okay. They said, all right, we're going to do the exorcism, but we're going to do it tomorrow night. 
this this chick's life uh-huh. all of this time it's a constant like getting fucked with uh-huh the, things are c- popping out of the glass all the time the fucking bathroom scene yeah <laughs> what do you think of that scene that glory hole scene oh where my those God. fucking bugs start coming out what, what was the bug the, the, uh, I, I thought it was going to be like a baby chicken at first because she cracks mm. open an egg mm-hmm. and there's a baby chicken in there. I thought, oh, it's an unborn chicken because uh, it's unborn. That's a, se- that's a theme here. But it was just like a spider or, a, I don't know, a giant ant. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell those things were. It, it looked like like a potato bug. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a botanist. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know the different bug species. Uh, but, yeah, so exorcism is tomorrow night tomorrow so we got at least 27 hours mm-hmm. maybe 28 <laughs> uh cut go ho- to go home right just hopefully he doesn't show up in these 28 hours yeah and then and then cut to tomorrow night <laughs> so she made it through the entire day everything's fine uh uh-huh. and that, we just skipped over all that uh-huh. and a point Andy brought up that i didn't think about where's the dad Oh yeah, the, the dad was there for the beginning. He'd be like, "Oh hey, put in my heart," and then disappears. He's at it. He's gone. He's uh, he's in things. Yeah, James Remar. Yeah, James Remar is in like everything. Um, so it, it, yeah, he he just disappeared. <laughs> That's right. That's Dexter's dad. Oh, I never saw Dexter. Oh uh, yeah, it's a dark passenger man. James Remar. He's in Black Lightning, a TV series. That's another thing coming out. Magnum PI. Oh my God! They read the Magnum PI. I saw that without a mustache. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my entire life. He was in the site. Oh, he's Raiden in Mortal Kombat: The Sequel, Annihilation. He also plays Frank Gordon in the Gotham TV series, which is Commissioner Gordon's father. <laughs> he's in Judge Dredd for like one scene. <laughs> He's uh, he has 168 acting credits. Holy Christ! He's been in uh, Tales from the Crypt episode. He was in a few X Files episodes. Oh. oh, he's one of the FBI agents in Too Fast, Too Furious. General in X Men. He's Class? the guy who runs the big porn company in the Girl Next Door. <laughs> That's him. All he's right. in Blade Trinity. Yeah, he's been in everything, dude. I like James Remar. I was in Django, even. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that guy. But he just he popped up for a second, and then the rest of the movie he's gone. So what is he? Uh, so what's his deal? Is he like some rich guy who has his daughter, like an illegitimate daughter, who he's like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to keep in contact with you. He, he was there only to give the exposition part uh-huh. of like, yeah, you had a twin, and uh, once. Uh, he, that got brought up. Maybe maybe the, the spirit came in and killed him. Now he's gone. <laughs> his head turned upside down in his meeting. Right. Exactly. Well, if you look at last year's uh, sales. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. The dog uh, represents, it's a messenger of death or right. something, right? Yeah. So in the dream, the first thing she sees is the dog. No, it's the boy. Then it becomes the dog. And then the dog, his head turns upside down. Which makes sense. That was, that's the Egyptian thing too, right? The, the the dogs are like the guardians of the underworld. They like they uh, shepherd yeah. you from uh-huh. one yeah, world yeah. to the other. So they're messengers. That's yeah, fine. that's right. Did you remember that from Gods of Egypt, the movie we did? Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. It might be. I remember from all the Egyptian type of movies that I've seen. The Mummy. The Mummy. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. 
Maybe Indiana Jones. <laughs> Me and Sarah were talking about how, because my wife is Egyptian, right? For the you listeners, um, I was telling her like when we have a kid, we just on my side, like the, the Hispanic culture side. I was like, we can we can show them like stand uh, stand by me the Escalante, Mr. Escalante movie right we could show them like Selena Coke Coco, Coco. <laughs> like all these like stuff for like the Hispanic culture right yeah. and then I asked her what you, like seriously I said what what could we show you from your side she goes I don't know the mummy <laughs> well, she said that seriously I was like okay oh that sucks I said we can show them the Prince of Egypt, but that makes Egyptians look evil. I go, well, they kind of were. <laughs> yeah, at the time, the time. Uh, Ten Commandments, uh, maybe. Uh, but, the, but then again, they're the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to show my future kid. From I'm like, ah, you're Bob, the the Tom Cruise mummy, right? Which I wanted to watch. It was not bad. Okay. How's I love Cruise, dude. I, I enjoyed it. Well, it had it had Nick Miller in it from New Girl. It had a oh yeah, Jake, that's right, Jake, 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 Jake Johansson, Jake Johnson, Jake Johnson. That is was he, interesting. Is, is he running in the movie? Tom uh, Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh, he, he he never stops running. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Did you watch a Rogue Nation? Not Rogue Nation. The the uh, not the newest one. The newest one. No, he has I a saw gr- Rogue Nation. He has a great running scene in the new Mission Boss. Oh yeah, Fallout. He okay. has a great running scene. It's like cla- he has such perfect like cadence yeah. in his arm movements as he moves. Oh yeah, that's how he runs. It's yeah. very, it's very, it's very. Um, like, he, like, he runs like the T one thousand when he's chasing. It's after the way the, you're supposed to run, like the way they train like uh, sprinters or long distance uh-huh. runners to run. It's it's it's, a, it's there's a form to it, uh-huh. and it, the way that you move your arms and the way that you breathe makes you last longer when you're running. Mm-hmm. It's 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 meant for that kind of thing. And because I'm sure if he's ever going to run, he's going to train like a runner. That's he's, right. He's going to be a biker. He's going to be a, a pilot. <laughs> a bartender. Bartender. Yeah. Why not? A pool player. I'm sure he did all kinds of pool playing. Oh, things. yeah. A NASCAR driver. That's right. That guy's done everything. Hoo-wee. A vampire. Vampire. <laughs> I wonder how he trained for that. <laughs> the same way he trained for a few good men. He just hang out with lawyers. Okay. Boom boom. Another thing that bothered me in this movie. Go ahead. There was uh there was there was a couple different scenes where they were hiding from the spirits. I feel like you can't spirits don't know what walls are. Like you run through one scene, they they run around the corner, they hop into a closet, and they're just like, "Oh my god, okay, uh-huh. ooh, ooh, ooh. maybe they won't." It's not a human being looking for you. This is not Michael Myers right. you're hiding from. Yeah, no, this is a spirit. Yeah, that is basically. I feel like they they see like the way that the predator sees, um, uh, in different but, right, like, but, but without the walls being a part of it. Yeah, it's just like there's a there it is target. Oh, there he Boom. is. Boom. Yeah, that's it. Can't hide. Yeah. They're just gonna <laughs> come and right clap on, clap yeah. on there. There's no cadre. Yeah, dude, Idris Elba looked badass when he got possessed. Oh, he looked like a fucking werewolf, like a, like yes. becoming a werewolf. He was just ah. looked like he was guarding the gate to Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't realize that was him when I first saw Thor. The the first Thor movie. Oh yeah, I had no clue that was him. Same, no idea. Not until coming back later, like, holy crap, that is him. Yeah. 
But but that was well at, at the time I saw Thor, he would have only been Charles. Yeah, from the office. You didn't see the, I wire, didn't see the wire yet. Or anything else he was in. Uh, not the um, Obsessed. Oh, yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that yet. <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> Allie Larderman. Yeah, man. Ooh-wee, she's good looking. She's hot. She's hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she's they they kill, they kill the demon. Right. And then the big twist is, oh, you're pregnant after all. And oh, they- you are having twins. Right. They like sandwiched in in the last two minutes, like, oh, is everything we need in case there's a sequel? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the last note that I have is is the one page left. So this this whole exorcism oh. thing, <laughs> they, they get this group of ten people. Uh-huh. All right, everybody gather in a circle. We're all gonna we're all gonna chant. He's mm-hmm. gonna say it in Jewish. We're gonna say it in English. And now you guys gotta repeat after me. Or he sa- he says it like it's a call and answer thing, which means I say it, you say it. But then they're all reading at the same time. So that, that's, that's that was a, a flaw in the writing. I think that's like the, the Lord be with you, yeah. and with you, or right, and whatever. also with you, and also with you, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, but but then when they start doing it, they're all reading at the same time. Uh, they go through enough of the thing. He reads. I don't, I don't know how this this kind of stuff works. If you're trying to do a spell, like was it Sam versus the Evil Dead, or the the where he's reading from the book of uh, oh the Book of the Dead, Book of the Dead. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> Is that enough? <laughs> is the fact that you're in in this place doing this thing enough? <laughs> I don't know. Because he, I, I guarantee you, he didn't finish the entire thing. No. And if he didn't finish it, can he just pick up where he left off? Was there? <laughs> you like, have to start over, right? Did he pass the checkpoint during the uh, during the sermon? Where now it's it's auto saved here. So when you come back in, so you it's can respawn. Just, yeah. The spell. Because Gary Oldman gets like basically taken out. He gets thrown across the room. Uh-huh. I'm like oh no, and his, his book is ripping up. There's pages on the floor. So. Everybody's basically dead at this point, except for Jusabu, who's now become the bad guy. Uh, and now they're running, and she picks up a page on the floor. Oh, okay, so I need it. And then they get there, and now she's reading along. Right, Gary Oldman pops up again, like, hey! <laughs> He's, they're about to die. He pops in, and then another thing! And he starts, re- <laughs> yeah. he starts reading off from the thing again uh-huh. in Jewish. And then they come in, now they're, now they're both doing English versions. Uh-huh. And then that's enough to be like, oh, no! And then that kills the demon. Mm-hmm. Good thing she grabbed the one page that she needed. Yeah, there was there was a bunch of pages flying everywhere. Everyone had like a, a stack of things. Yeah, and she grabbed the one page she needed. Fantastic, good job. Woo wee! <laughs> that's basically the movie. Mm-hmm. And th- that's my checklist of things to, to complain about. <laughs> the last one was the backdating people. The backdating goes. To after the first sighting, which we already talked about. Yes. Christ almighty. <laughs> well, this movie's less than 90 minutes, which I really appreciated. That was, that was fine. You, dude, you know, when I see like an hour 25 running time, I'm like, oh, here we go. Hour 49, I think it was next, next week. Next one, Holy hour 49. Sh- that's fine. <laughs> yeah. This movie wasn't good. I mentioned this last week, why I picked this movie. Uh, actually, I didn't say last week why I picked no, it. No, you didn't. Uh, this podcast that used to be on, they started their podcast just to bash this one movie. This this one? Yeah, they started it just to bash it, and then it, they just went from there. Okay. Doing other movies. But The Unborn was the, the first movie. because the catalyst. The two hosts saw it together, and they couldn't believe how dumb it was. Okay. And they said, we got to talk about it. And then they just 
they happen to have the equipment and they did their they were like okay i don't know what this podcast is gonna be called but we got to talk about the unboard that's so fucking hilarious to me dude that's beautiful that's like that's something you would do yeah you you walked out of a movie that just pissed you off so much like i i have to do this there there have been times where i, w- I would come home from a particularly rough day and i'll just i'll be screaming into the microphone <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll record it and then later on decide to delete it. Uh, but th- sometimes things happen where just you need uh, need to get it out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's never been to the point where like I need to get it out and then publish it. Uh, but it needs it needs to get out. You, um, I know this is off topic, but it is related to podcasting. Okay, you listen to Marin, right? The, the uh, podcast, absolutely. yeah. WTF? I always skip the fir- <laughs> I always skip the first fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, I, I just want to hear the interview. In the Marin show, when the show itself is ending and it's Marin in his garage saying like, and that's that's the thing about marriage, you know, it, it's, it works for some people, it doesn't work for others. Is that supposed to be his first 15 minutes of the podcast? It's because I, I always skip it. Yeah. I, I actually, that's, I, I enjoyed that more than I enjoy the interviews uh-huh. because, but that's also because I'm, I'm just infatuated with, with his level of yeah. craziness and I, I, I rate to it in certain things. Uh, the, the way the podcast goes is at the beginning, he'll he'll uh, start off with a, and this show is sponsored by blah, 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 do this thing. Like, Nature Box. Yeah, yeah. All right. Pow, I just shit my pants. This is he's, he's got a coffee sponsor. Mm. Uh, now he's on tea. Uh, he's off the coffee. But it, he'll, he'll talk about he'll do the sponsor thing, and then he'll talk about like, uh, so how how are you guys doing? What's what's going on with you? Well, I got this thing happening over here. He, he gets personal about his own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll talk. He'll do some rantings uh, about certain things. Uh, and then like, all right. Well, today we got on the show, this guy, this guest, and then he'll talk about that for a little bit. Mm. Uh, and then when the show's over, he's like, so that was fun, right? You like that? That was cool. He was fine. I, and he'll talk, he'll talk about the yeah, part I, of the show afterwards. I hear the end of it. Yeah. So is the end of the Marin TV show the end of the podcast? Is that supposed to be... It's probably the that, beginning. Okay. It's probably it's probably the, the part you're skipping. Okay. Is that the end? He'd be like, yeah, that was cool. I mean, I thought we were going to get along. All right, I'm going to play some guitar for you now. <laughs> and then he pl- plays the guitar for a little <laughs> yeah. bit, and then that's the end of it. Boomer lives! Uh-huh. Uh, but the beginning part is the, is, is the lock the, the gates. Yeah. Do you know where that's from? No idea. Uh, Almost famous. Oh, did you ever see that movie? Almost famous. Yes. He's the guy, journalist, right? Off screen, <laughs> he goes lock the gates when they try to leave and they crash their tour bus through the gates. Right. That's Marin's one oh. contribution to the movie when he just goes lock the gates. Wow, I didn't know that. So he's not actually in the, like he's not physically in the movie, but. His voice is screaming off camera. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. I always wonder where that came from. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, the beginning part does get kind of weird and cathartic. Um, and he'll, he'll delve into things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, he was moving recently. The studio he is in now, he moved to a new place. And he was, oh, yeah. He was talking about, I was like, I don't have to do with this place, man. This is a lot. And he got emotional about it. In fact, after he, after he did the Obama podcast, the very next podcast after that was entirely about, it was right after the podcast. Like the podcast started, like, "Well, there he goes. He's walking down the driveway. He's out of here, uh, man." And he just kind of releases all of his things about what he felt about it, how it thing. And then he takes like a, a break. Comes back a day later. Here's some more thoughts based on what the hell happened. Uh-huh. Let's bring the producer that made this whole thing happen. And they talk about the whole thing. It's it's the, yeah, the beginning part is usually very much more emotional than than the rest of it. I've never seen it. I've never heard it get as crazy as it does, like on the Marin show, mm-hmm. where it's like uh, where he's talking to a guest about it. <laughs> yeah, that that's I've never seen that happen. Okay, but there are parts in the podcast where he does kind of do that, like yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, now my 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 girlfriend, uh, <laughs> where he gets he's all defeated. Yeah, that's fun. All right, sorry. What, what were we talking about? <laughs> so um, 
Do you have any closing thoughts about the unborn Adam? I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I don't know how they got the cast that they got. I, I still don't know what 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 do they have? What do they have on Gary Oldman? Right. Yes. Did they have photos of him? That's it. That's doing it. something wrong. They must have signed a studio contract, and whichever studio made oh, this yeah. was like, "You gotta remember, you gotta give me one." Yeah, and then I got, I'll give you two, two for you, one for me. Yeah, or or whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, yeah, it was blackmail. <laughs> and now he's an Oscar winner. Who's that? Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, he won an Oscar for oh, uh, uh, the, the Roosevelt. No, um, Winston Churchill. Churchill. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, this movie was kind of boring. Visually, there was some cool visual stuff. Like that kid looked kind of cool, but that whole Nazi thing just threw me for a curve. I, I I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> I couldn't believe it the, when they introduced the whole Nazi angle. Right, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What the fuck what am is I this watching? doing?" Here? Just just like Gary Oldman and Idris Elba. <laughs> what is this doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I think Megan Fox would have been a better lead. <laughs> Poor actress. Uh, well, that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of them. But we have zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics. Do you want to hear good reviews or bad reviews? Uh, let's start with the good. Okay. Good reviews. Kyle Smith of New York Post says, The Unborn is a bib- babysitter horror flick. It's for and about them. With classic creep-out elements that unite in a surprisingly engrossing story. What? Engrossing? <laughs> It's a story. Mm-hmm. It happened. It happened. <laughs> Cliff. I know it now. <laughs> Cliff Torkson, the Chicago reader, says, an exuberantly creepy mashup of Jewish folklore, J-horror, that's Japanese horror, atmospherics, and demonic possession poiler plate. You know what? A lot of this shit looked like a Japanese horror movie, like mainly the head going upside okay. down. That was like a Japanese horror. They always do weird shit like that. It seemed, it seemed more like a blender uh, they like these are all horror elements of things. Mm-hmm. This is what freaks people out. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do all the things that freak everybody out. The entire movie. I I think I've told you in the past what my least favorite horror stereotype is. What's that? Just the the mirror. I go down and I look up and the thing is in the mirror. Yeah, I fucking hate that one. That was, that was the thing Annie kept saying too. Like that, that was a cheap scare. Yeah, that's it's. Uh, come on. Didn't stop her from yelling at the top of her lungs. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Cart. Clark Collis of Entertainment Weekly says, Goyer, that's the director, has penned many scripts superior to this one. I read six of them. Yes. But he does, make, sh- but he does make sure you're never far away from a big boo. Hmm. He wrote B-O-O. Oh. With an exclamation point. Ah. That's good writing. Now the bad reviews. Nick Pinkerton of The Village Voice says, The Unborn is one of those movies evidently conceived by digging a Dungeons & Dragons fiend folio out of storage to find, resurrect, and rebrand some long-forgotten bugaboo. Wow. Okay. What? (laughs) Okay. Claudia Puig of USA Today says, A laughably bad horror flick involving demonic possession, concentration camps, and torturous genetic (laughs) experiments. She gave away the fucking... Oh, no! In the review. What if I'm reading USA Today and I'm like, Nazis? What the fuck? I guarantee you it's it's going to be one of those things like Gary Oldman for me where you, you hear like Nazis and then you start watching like, what the fuck? <laughs> you forget the Nazis are coming yeah. and then when it comes like, oh yeah, that's why I'm watching this because of Nazis. Uh-huh. <laughs> and finally, Rafer Guzman of Newsday says, if the use of Nazi atrocities as a MacGuffin for cheap thrills offends you, The Unborn isn't your movie. <laughs> 
If, however, you appreciate the sight of a half-naked beauty being terrorized by potato bugs, look no further. Oh, they are potato bugs. Okay. Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is the part where I make Adam guess the score of the movie based on his Rotten Tomatoes score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. Now, you have a poll set up here on the, the Facebook Live. Yeah, I messed up the polls. Oh. Apparently, you can only do one poll at a time. Oh, okay. So I tried to activate them all, and the only one that stayed active was the uh, the, the audience, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, score. okay. Uh, so we'll get to that one. That, that one comes up. So, Adam, what would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Uh, let's, let's start with the, the critics. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> this, this game was spoiled for me. Already, oh, I, no. I I know what one of them is. Okay. One, one of the answers is I don't remember which one it was. Is it from your thing? The no, I, I was talking to a coworker of mine uh, across the cubicle. Okay, and like, oh, so what movie will you do next time? Like, oh, bring the unborn. Pulls it up. Oh, I got a blank percent. I'm like, ah, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess maybe he doesn't listen as often as he uh, would claim to. Who was he in the Game of Thrones dress up? Was he? Oh, he was. No, he wasn't. Okay, no. I just assume everyone in your office he was is fan- in that picture. At one point, he was the fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox. Okay. Uh, which a mask he made himself, which was, which was pretty damn cool. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's going to be rotten on all, on all counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing first the uh, the critics. Uh-huh. They have to be as confused as I am as to what the people are doing here. <laughs> uh, Can you think- imagine Roger Ebert sitting here like, oh, good Lord, this is a piece of shit. And then the fucking Nazi thing comes out. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they can't – unless your genre is horror, then – Which they don't respect anyway. Right. So so it, it, only the horror critics will be like, oh, I see what they're kind of going for. Maybe, I guess. <laughs> give them, no, not even? I don't know. All right. Uh, I feel like you have to get a boost because of Idris Alba and, and – uh, Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman, but not much. I'm trying to erase the number I know in my head. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the twenty twenty one percent ten percent. I was the critics then ten percent. Okay, okay. So the audience I don't know. Okay, okay. So the audience, audience, according to our poll, one hundred percent fresh. <laughs> okay. uh, for some reason, I think Maestro's at home voting on this. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's checked in a little bit here and there. Okay, I, I feel like just to screw with me as even from a, a far away, Maestro will screw with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's gonna be rotten. I've never heard of this movie. I've never heard anybody talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17. 30%. Wow. Wow. Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. He's been in a lot of the movies we've done. Since we love him, we decided to ask, what role would Giamatti have had in this movie? None. He. Who could he be? The dad, maybe? Take I out guess. James Remar? I guess. Uh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take a bullet here for uh for Oldman. I'm going to take Oldman out, uh-huh. save him some face, and I'll put uh Giamatti there. Okay. It would make more sense for Giamatti than Oldman to be in this. Yeah. Cuz Giamatti's good, but you don't need like Gary Oldman. Right. To yeah. be in here. And he might uh you might pull off the Jewish thing more. Yeah. Uh more. He looks kind of Yeah. Uh. He's got- <laughs> enough said, enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's time for trivia. This is part of the show where I give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. When Rabbi Sendak opens the Hebrew book in his office, he thumbs through it in the wrong direction. 
Hebrew is written in the opposite direction to English. A, uh, a real rabbi would have opened the book and read it from right to left. Right. That makes sense. My father-in-law, Arabic is written the same way. Yeah. He has stuff where he reads it backwards. So well, it's uh, not backwards, but to him, it's right. the right way. That's the Chinese, too. They got, if you get, if you get uh, uh, the manga... The Japanese comics. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You have to read those backwards as well. So, so in America, we're like, fuck that. We're going the other way. Yeah. We're, we're driving on the other side of the road. We're reading our books the other way. Using the English and system. fuck the metric system. Right. <laughs> Good Lord. Rabbi That's Sa- what I think about your system. <laughs> so, so American. It's so American. We have the best system in the world. <laughs> Don't even... <laughs> Rabbi Sendak's name is a reference to Maurice Sendak, writer of children's classic Where the Wild Things Are. Did you ever uh, read that book? Uh, no, but I saw him interviewed on the Colbert Report, and he hates kids. <laughs> he hates them. He despises everybody in the world, especially kids. But he wrote a book for – in the interview that he did with Colbert, was was amazing. He was just like, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck him. It was did, you, did you ever see the movie Where the Wild Things Are? Yes, with uh, Gandolfini's The Voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano. It's like the main monster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the doctor that Sophia is talking about as she recounts her time in Auschwitz is the infamous Dr. Joseph Mengele. He was notorious for selecting those that came off the cattle carts for those who lived or were sent to the gas chambers. He was particularly interested in experimenting with people, whether it be freezing people in sub-zero water or changing the color of the iris of the eyes. He also had a deep interest in twins and would do organ switching, blood transfusions, and attempts of sewing the twins together. What fuck. the fuck? Yeah. Guy was a fucking... Jesus. Guy was an animal, dude. Mengele? Finally, money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other horror movies that... Not other horror movies, other films, other films that were released this year, so we can get a feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget sixteen one six sixteen million dollars. Give me your oh. give me your your guess for its total box office gross. Not good. Sixteen. So this was released in theaters. Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I, I didn't see the trailer, but I, I would assume. Oldman and Elba were. Pr- it's all their scenes prominent. in the trailer. Okay, yeah, their t- entire movie was in the trailer. Yeah, for them. <laughs> so that w- that had a draw. I'm sure that had to have a draw. Although they, Idris Elba wasn't as big as he is now. He was big for the Wire fans, right? But there weren't a lot of Wire yeah. fans back then. I'm gonna go with the th- 31. In the U.S., this grossed forty-two point six million. Oh. Overseas, thirty-three point eight oh. million. Brings total gross to seventy-six point five million dollars. Wow, very profitable. Yeah, this is a uh, and boom. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no it's, it's not. not. It's not. That's right. <laughs> they failed. It to to me. <laughs> yeah, to you, it seems like it would be, but apparently it was a success. So, they, well, they, they 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 made an accidental success, right? That was the thing. And the, the producers, yes, right. That's what this that's what this was. It was accidental. There's no way they thought like, hey, check this out. Oh, oh, we got go- we got Oldman. Yeah, we, we got all the money we put into this. It's gonna be nothing. We're gonna be fine, and then it's making money. Like what? How did that happen? <laughs> I guarantee that guy's confused. <laughs> This film debuted in third place on the weekend of January 9th, 2009 with $19.8 million. Number one that week, Adam. Gran Torino. Get off my lawn. All right. You damn chink. Yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. Sarah asked me, um, she's like, 
is Gran Torino good? I go, yeah, it's a good movie. I like it. He he directed it. He's in it. And she said, is he like mean in the movie? I go, yeah. He's yeah. like a fucking racist, prejudiced guy. She goes, does he change at the end? I go, he's not as racist. <laughs> he takes, right? he takes like, a principled stance. Yeah, like he's not as prejudiced as he yeah. was in the beginning. He, he, he finds one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, according to Box Office Mojo, this is the 52nd highest grossing film in the category horror slash supernatural. Mm. That's why I picked this one. We had like three straight slasher movies. And oh. I, wa- I wanted to give you a break. Okay. So I, I think you like like supernaturally things a little better. They, they're, they're more believable to me. Yes. Than the straight out slasher. Than a guy what, just walking around. Yeah. But this fucking twin had no motivation either. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted revenge. Fine. Don't kill your family. Go kill the Germans. Yeah. What the hell? That's true. Oh. Number one in this category, Adam, 2017's It, which you uh, have, which you don't like. I'm very disappointed. I thought you would like that one. I thought I would, too, because you said so. <laughs> then I watched it in Good God. Of course, Annie was scared mm-hmm. out of her mind. I was just like, ugh. He it, it wasn't scary. The clown, the clown hit the whole thing. It didn't look scary at all to me. He looked like a child. He looked like it, it, yeah. <laughs> he looked like he looked like uh, the killer clowns from outer space, like the little one. Yeah, like oh, that's a, it's adorable. Yeah, <laughs> until you put the giant teeth on it, like all right, but it's too late. I already know you as adorable. <laughs> Finally, the unborn is the seventieth highest grossing film of two thousand nine. Number one that year, Avatar. Ah. That was the, uh, the James Cameron. Or Cameron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other big one. So, you know what's funny? Avatar is still the highest grossing movie ever made. Is that right? I never hear anyone talk about it. True. He He's filming the next three back to back to back. Wow. I actually have two Blu-ray DVDs of the Avatar. Really? Uh, I went to go see the George Lopez show, and they were give-outs. Okay. Uh, my mom didn't want hers. My sister didn't want hers. So, I'm like, all right. I got three. I think I gave one to somebody else. Okay. That's 2009's The Unborn, directed by... Oh, wait a minute. We saw this on Netflix, but... Uh, oh, yeah. W- where else can you get it? Like, if you want some Gary Oldman uh, other movies. Yes. Like, if you want to buy Air Force One. Right. Or if you want to get... Uh, buy The Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also a good choice. You can buy The Wire. The, w- yeah. the whole series. See Stringer Bell in the uh, in the role of his lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, probably. Uh, unless you like him in Thor. Uh, he's fine. He's fine at Thor. There's nothing wrong with him at Thor. I like him. I like him in the Office. That was my first Idris Elba thing. Go download the Office. And then when you find out he was British, did your mind just yes? Whoa, yes. Woo. There's rumors he could be the next Bond. I would not be mad at that. And that would definitely prove the theory that James Bond is just a code name. Yeah, that it's not the same guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a Time Lord. <laughs> I love that theory. Somebody said that one time. I was like, "Yes, fact." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, speaking of Time Lords, the whole kitchen is a very Doctor Who themed, and we got all of the stuff from Amazon. We have salt and pepper shakers. We got the uh, the, the the towels to dry things, plates, uh, spatulas. It's all Doctor Who stuff. Uh, we got it all on Amazon. So, if you wanted to buy Doctor Who stuff for your kitchen. <laughs> or all these other movies we were talking about, whatever, buy them on Amazon. Before you do that, go to our website first. Click on the banner. It takes you to the homepage. Do your shopping as normal. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps support the shoe. 
That's 2009's The Unborn, directed by David S. Goyer. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. It's going to help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, then we will go to the top of our list. And we'll watch it before any other requests. Next week, Halloween Horror Fest sadly comes to an end. Much to Adam's joy. Oh, no. But before it ends, we're watching another horror movie with a female lead who looks like Megan Fox from 2009. But it is Megan Fox. If you haven't figured it out yet, it's Jennifer's Body. Yes. My reasoning, it was on HBO. I have HBO. Okay. Sure. Let's do it. Fantastic. But then, like I said, I wanted more female leads right. for more female roles. That way, when it comes to the spoilies, we have more yeah. meat to work with here. Right. I don't know what she'll get. Uh, <laughs> Still early. We don't know. Yeah. It's very early. But uh, after next week, we have two leading candidates for most spoiled. Right. At two. The, I know one for sure is the... Um uh, J. Jonah Jameson? J- yeah, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. He was right. in Spider-Man 3 and then... Jennifer's body. Okay, and then a- Adam Brody, he was the guy in Chips, his partner who kept getting shot. Oh, that's right. And he's the lead singer of that band in Jennifer's Body. Okay. So it's a it's tied. Wow. Most likely Jennifer Body. The most likely J.K. Simmons. Yeah, it, he's yeah. in everything. Yes, he'll, all, all he's bound to show up at some point. It, I was looking at him the whole like for the first scene he was there. I was like, hold on, <laughs> is it? It can't. Can it be? We'll talk about it in the podcast. Yeah. So check out Jennifer's Body next week. It's on HBO if you have it. And until next time, this is Hollywood. I'm Adam. Adam.